podcast where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Steve Smith. Coach Smith is the head coach at Oak Hill Academy in Mouth of Wilson, Virginia. We talked to him today about how he adjusts and adapts from year to year. We talk about his strong connection to his players and the school. We also talk about his father's influence on his career. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thank you. Glad to be uh, a guest of yours. Coach Steve Smith, I, I, you know, there's not much I can say about you and your program at Oak Hill that people don't already know. And, uh, and it really is a value for you to be on this program. Uh, our listenership is growing day by day. Uh, a ton of college coaches, high school coaches are tuning in. And I feel like your perspective is so valuable. And so here again, thank you for being on. Uh, so, Coach, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? I basically grew up uh, around the game. My dad was a small – well, back then we called it small college. It, it was kind of like Division Two basketball. He coached at uh, Malone College in Ohio, coached at Taylor University in Indiana, uh, Azusa Pacific in California, and then uh, he finished at Asbury University in Kentucky where he graduated from and where I went to school. So um, he co- he actually was a head basketball and football coach wow. at three of those schools. So, wow. um, you know, coaching was just kind of in our family. And, uh, of course, when your dad coaches, you look up to your dad and follow him around. I was his water boy, a towel boy, and go to practices with him. So that's, that's kind of how I got the itch to be involved in uh, athletics. Fantastic, Coach. So you say your dad was a football and basketball coach. You know, two different hats and many hats that you wear in a small yeah. program. And that also prepares you maybe for a bigger, uh, I guess, a job, if you will, or a position. And yeah. what what kind of example was that to you growing up? Was it something that you realized the magnitude of what all he was doing? Or was it just dad going to his job? I think initially it was it was my dad, you know, and you just want to, as a young kid, uh, you want to be like your dad. Yeah. And, uh, so I always tried to emulate him and especially when I was younger, I would look up to him and whatever he said was gold to me. And, uh, so that's how I got so interested. And of course you couldn't coach football and basketball. Now I don't think it is day and time, but nope. back then you did. And part of it was financially. I mean, schools would do that. You know, because it was cheaper to hire a guy to do that. But I don't think many guys even did it back then, but some did. And uh, he was an athletic director as well. So uh, he, he did wear a lot of hats. And, uh, you know, I watched him, how he dealt with his players and the interaction he had with them. And so it was just something I was enamored with from a young age. And all the way through when I got to college, it's, you know, that's what I trained to do. That's what I wanted to do, be a coach. Good deal, coach. So what was your experience like as a player, both in high school and, and then going through the ranks like that? Yeah, I played uh, all the way up from, from 
I don't think you call it little league, but I started probably in the third, fourth grade playing. I was yeah. a guard. Uh, could play one or two more of a shooter in uh Played, you know, all through high school. I went to Jessamine County High School in Kentucky because uh, we were living in Kentucky at that time. Yeah. That's when my dad was uh, teaching and coaching at Asbury University. And then I went to Asbury, played there. Uh, had had offers to go other places and play. Uh, had a Division One offer in Eastern Kentucky, but I was going to be at home. Uh, played for my dad, which was, you know, I, that was part of it too. And, uh, you know, enjoyed that experience as I mean, Asbury is an NAI school, so it's yeah. um, that level of play. But um, like I said, I had, I could have gone elsewhere and played. I had, I had a lot bigger schools, but I, I just felt like I wanted to go to Asbury and that's what it should be. And I lived in the town of Wilmore, which is where Asbury is. I grew up there. I mean, yeah. I played pickup games up there at the college when I was from like seventh and eighth grade up with the college guys. So I was always around that school and I always wanted to go to that school. So, I stayed home, went there, and then uh, I coached there. When I got out, I coached the freshman team at Asbury. <clears throat> my first coaching job. I graduated from college in 1977. I coached there and for a year <clears throat> in 78. Actually went to work at a bank locally while I was working on my master's Yeah. for a couple of years uh, before I came to Oak Hill. And, you know, I, I started. I did pretty well in banking, but I just felt like I want. This is not what I want to do. I want to be in coaching, and yeah. uh, I finally broke away from being at home in Wilmore. Uh, got married when I was about twenty-five, I think, and uh, been married for be forty years next year. It's thirty-nine years. This we just had our thirty-ninth anniversary this awesome. July, and uh, so. <clears throat> Um, that's kind of where it all started just from playing and, and my dad was the main influence you know obviously the whole time he was probably through college and then up to the people always go who's your coaching hero and I don't want you to say somebody famous but I always yeah. tell him it's my dad yeah yeah that's fantastic coach because that's uh, your formative years if you you know your dad is has to be there you know that there's got to yeah. be that that figure in your life uh, your foundation, yep. all those things. And so before you made the decision, because your story kind of mirrors mine, I was working uh, for a government contractor, making good money. And then I just decided I want to do coaching full time. And so during, yep. your, during that transition for you, coach, what was that? Did you have a conversation with your father about making that transition? Yeah, I don't recall like sitting down, like kitchen table, say, Hey dad, let's talk about this. But I'm sure we did because yeah. I confided in him and talked about with him about everything. So I'm sure I did. And uh, I went to uh, <clears throat> went to school at Asbury. Larry Davis. I don't know if you know Larry, but Larry yeah. was associate head coach in Cincinnati. Um, he coached uh, at a, in a high school in Kentucky. He got the job at Oak Hill in 1983. Called me, and uh, like I said, I was working in a bank in Lexington, Kentucky, and. He asked me to come be his assistant, and uh, so I. It didn't take long to think about it because I mm-hmm. heard about Oak Hill even in '83. Oak Hill was, I don't think it was what it is today, obviously, but it was. I'd seen Oak Hill play a game in Lexington, Kentucky against Henry Clay High School and Bryan Station High School. They came in for the weekend, and uh, they had a very good team, and so I knew who Oak Hill was, and. Uh, 
I thought, hey, I'm going to start coaching. I'm going to start OKL. And I didn't expect to be here. You know, thirty. this is my 37th year at school, 35th as the head coach. I didn't expect to be here that long. I figured I'd be off to college somewhere. And, yeah. uh, but I got <clears throat> in a situation that I loved. And Larry left after two years. And I took over in 85. And you know, I was offered a college job in 1987, my, my third year here as the head coach. And, yeah. uh at DCU and uh and then in like nineteen ninety we offered more jobs, a couple more jobs and it just and I had several offers through the nineties, uh but I just found a place I love coaching at and it was no kill. Yeah, coach and and you chose the right path. I mean, your program is synonymous with not only success, uh national championships, but excellence, I think, and in a culture of excellence and expectation. When players want to be there and come in there. Uh, I, I believe there's an expectation for something great to take place. So with that being said, Coach, how did you establish that culture there at Oak Hill? That's something you have to do every day. Uh, <clears throat> and, um, you know, you have coaches, all coaches are different. You know, you have different personalities and, and uh, you have coaches, certain things are important to some coaches. Um, and certain things are pointing to other coaches and you know what you how you want to build your program how you want to be perceived uh, what type of players you want to have your style of play all that kind of stuff comes into play um, it's great at Oak Hill because we're a boarding school um, the kids come in they live on campus with you um, they're with you 24 hours seven days a week while school's in session so yeah. you know it's a great it's a great way to establish a culture and yeah. build what you want to build, uh, have the players play the way you want them to play, uh, you know, instill the things that you want in your players. And it's easier because people always ask you about, your, you know, they always say, Coach, how do you get your guys to play together? And, you know, you're bringing them in each year. It's, you may have six, seven guys back. You're adding six or seven guys. And uh, the fact that, we live together. We're around each other. Um, you know, <clears throat> we do things together that most teams don't do. I mean, we, they'll come to my house. We'll have picnics. We'll go out. We'll bowl. We'll. I take them golfing. Uh, we yeah. go to church together. We go. eat in the cafeteria together. Uh, we do everything together as a team, and that helps build uh, the chemistry and the culture that you want uh, yeah. in your program. Uh, that's part of Part of the reason I've stayed at Oak Hill so long, I like that part of it. Uh, I like that I'm around the players, not just on the playing floor, uh, but off the court as well, and you have an effect on them at a young age. Yeah. No, Coach, that's big time because I think every coach wished if they truly love their players and they love building relationally with players and a culture being built through that, uh, every coach would want that set up. And so that's really a special thing you have going there with that. So, is there any one moment or one of your fondest moments that you have there at Oak Hill? It's hard because we've, you know, when you're someplace as long as I've been here, uh, I mean, there's been some great games, obviously. Um, you know, winning the Geico National Championship in Madison Square Garden was a thrill. Just to yeah. play in Madison Square Garden was a thrill. We, the tournament, uh, you know, it's held every year in New York, but it's only been, we were in, they played the finals in Madison Square Garden three times, and 
we get to the finals all three times. So that was a thrill just to yeah. be able to play there. And, and uh, but there's so many games through the years, and uh, mainly to me, it's just the, you know the my fondest memories are all the players and the relationships that I have with them, and that we continue to have even you know as they as they grow older. I mean, I coached. I've now coached a couple of my former players' sons, so wow. I'm, yeah. I'm getting old. But that's you know, <laughs> and they sent their son here because you know one of them told me, "Goes you're you were like my dad. I didn't really have a dad. You were you my you're my dad, coach." And yeah. he sent his kid here to play for me, and he wasn't a great player, but <clears throat> you know, it was you know that that's special when you have yeah. people uh, you have a bond with a player like that, and. You know, just the relationships with all the players, that to me is the, the things that I remember the most. So, Coach, on that note, you know, seeing that you, you've, you, like you said, you've been coaching for 37 years there and over that span of time and, and kids changing, although they stay the same, in my opinion, uh, yeah. how have you, your approach to working with young men, how's that changed throughout your career? Yeah, I think you have to change <laughs> with the times. Um, some guys do, some guys don't. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, some guys say I'm an old, and I do say I'm an old-fashioned coach. I mean, there's some things that you believe in that you always have done. Yeah. Um, so there are more, <clears throat> not in a negative, I don't want to say in a negative way, but there are more people around the better players that I coach now. Uh, yeah. You know, they all have trainers now. They all have mentors. Uh, family members, um, youth coaches, they have all kinds of people around them that are giving them guidance. And that wasn't the case um, way back. I mean, when I, I remember back in the uh, middle 80s when I took over, and I would come home at night, and uh, we always practice in the evenings. We don't now, but we used to practice at 7 at night, and we practice till about 9, 9.30. And I'd come home be on the phone till like 1 o'clock, talking to parents, yeah. talking to mainly college coaches. I handled all the recruiting. Uh, now that's the part I don't miss because I don't <laughs> handle that as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, now I have some players and some families say, "Coach, we want your opinion." Um, but then you have others that you know, I'll set the visits up and I'll set the campus visits up, uh, and, the, and when the coaches come in, I'll set all that up. Uh, but I don't, you know, they don't lean on me as much in, in that aspect, which I is fine because I want them to go. I don't want players going somewhere and calling me in two years saying, Coach, why'd you tell me to go here? I don't exactly. tell my players where to go. Yeah. I just like to give them guidance and it's a family decision. It should be a yeah. family decision. It shouldn't be some one person telling them what to do. But there's a lot of people around them and that part of it's a different. The actual player and how you deal with the player, I don't think as you said, I don't I don't think that's changed as much. Um obviously the really, really good players, they're they're trying to get to the next level yeah beyond college as quick as they can so there yeah. a lot of them will come here trying to speed the process up and uh, i mean a year at oak hill or two years or three years or whatever yes i think they're more prepared when they get to college and i think they play right away most of our guys go right in as freshmen to play yeah some of them go right in as freshmen and they're the best players on the team so yeah and that's not that we made them into that player but we helped the process uh, I would say we help speed the process up a little bit because we run a college program here with the weight training, the conditioning, the, the schedule we play, the practices. Um, 
the traveling, the being away from home, all of that helps them mature a little quicker. So, but I, I mean, you got to handle players. I handle my players individually for discipline. Um, you know, I know their backgrounds before they get here. I know their backgrounds when they get here. I coach them. So I kind of have a feel for their personality and how to coach them. And so I'm not a guy that just stone fist saying this is the way it is and with every single player. I mean, I, and I don't show favoritism. I make sure my players understand that. But and sometimes I'll, you can yell at a kid in practice, but sometimes you got to, some kids you can't. Some yeah. kids you got to bring them in your office and talk to them in your office one on one. But, you know, you got to, that's up to the coach to, to figure it out. And uh, I've always dealt that way even from day one. It's not like I've changed the last 35 years to do that. Yeah. I've always done that because I want to be fair. And uh, some coaches say being fair is treated by exactly the same. But, no. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like I said, I'm not giving favoritism, but I'm, I'm trying to do what's right by each player. Got you. Yeah, no, because each player is kind of their own entity, their own, in, yeah. in a sense. And you have to handle them specifically to, here again, like you're saying, building relationally, figuring out who they are. Yeah. And then you can handle them accordingly. So great stuff there, Coach. And, and I think on, on a kind of a bigger scale for what y'all do there at Oak Hill, uh, mm-hmm. how do you steward your influence on campus with the student body and with your fellow yep. administrators? Because I know a lot of coaches can be the big man on campus and they can, yeah. you know, how, how do you work with that with, with the, here again, the student body and your coworkers? It's great. I like great. Oak Hill is a great place. It's a small place. Um, you know, I, I don't, if you listeners know much about Oak Hill, we're in the Blue Ridge mountains uh, of Virginia, right on the Virginia North Carolina border. Uh, campus is its own little community uh you have to be careful in a place like that not to step on toes and uh you know i I think it helps that i've been here 35 years um you know i'm kind of the face of the the basketball program everybody knows me uh and they know from being here as long as i have being around the people at oak hill and the community people here they know what type person i am um We all, the good thing about Oak Hill is the administration is really behind the basketball program from the teachers, the faculty, the staff, all the way to the president and the principal. And it's an extension of our school. It's not our school. It's not, yeah. you know, the school, Oak Hill's been here since 1878. <laughs> this is our 141st year starting next week. And wow. we're, we're a school first. You know, a yeah. lot of people don't know that. They just think, oh, Oak Hill's a basketball factory. I hate it when people say that. I hate when yeah. I see that. Like in articles, we're not a basketball factory. No. We're a high school, um, and we have a great basketball program, and it's just a part of our school, and it enhances our school. Obviously, it's got the name of our school out there. It's helped with our admissions. Uh, it's helped in the community in multiple ways. I mean, it's, it's really a positive thing in our area. I mean, people around here love. They can't wait. I mean, every time I see somebody, sometimes I wish they'd say, how you doing, coach? The first thing I usually say is, how's your team going to be? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's just a big thing and, yeah. uh, in a small area. So, and, yeah. and we have a lot of pride. Everybody in the area has pride in the, in our basketball program and in the school. So that helps. And, uh, and I'm very involved on campus. Uh, you know, I'm also the athletic director. So I deal with all the athletes on campus, all the sports and all the coaches. Um, I used to teach. I don't teach anymore. Um, but, you know, I'm 35 years, I've had 
multitude of jobs on campus, but <clears throat> so I'm involved on campus. That's I'm great. not just a coach. I'm not. I, mean, I go to all the functions. Um, I make sure our players involved, not just basketball. I make them do other activities. I even some of them do participate in other sports. In the springtime, I let them. A lot of them play baseball, tennis, whatever they want. If they want to be on, wow. run track, whatever, you know, soccer. Um, a lot of them play soccer in the spring. So, wow. Um, I, I encourage that. Now, in the fall and in the winter, out there, I, I make sure I don't want them getting hurt, yeah. you know, playing a fall sport. So, um, we, we keep them just, but they also train basketball wise, you know, uh, all, all, year all school year. Yeah. So, but the, uh, Campus is great, and uh, you know, I try to stay involved and make sure our players are involved, and, and uh, it's something that's really positive for our school. Great, Coach. I, I, I love that. You know, I would have never thought that your guys were allowed to play other sports, that's for sure. Yeah. And, but that's great of you because what it does, it <clears> keeps <throat> them in the competitive mode year-round in a sense yep. and, instead of just kind of sitting back and – you know, I've obviously honing their craft by developing their their skills, but still, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for developing your competitiveness uh, throughout the year and keeping that edge about you. So that's great. Uh, so when you receive feedback, say from your administration or your or your assistant coaches, how do you process yeah. feedback or criticism, coach? Yeah, I, I and I I challenge my assistants. I said, you know, challenge me. Uh, you know, you we you can disagree with what I'm doing or what I'm saying we're going to do or whether it's something you're going to do in practice, whether it's something you do in a game, whether it's the way you handle the play. I have no problem with that. And, uh, you know, my, I like my system to be hands-on. I give them a lot of responsibility. Uh, yeah. I have a good relationship with my, my administrator. Uh, I've had three presidents that run the school since I've been here. Uh, They've been great. The first one started the basketball program. His son was the coach back in the middle 70s. And I was with him for three years. And then I had another president for Ed Patton for, uh, I think, about 15 years. And then I've had Dr. Groves, our president now. Uh, I've had him for 15 years back. We sit down. I entertain you know, their thoughts on the program, uh, yeah. their thoughts on, on everything, you know, you know, it has to do with the players and the, and the basketball program. And I ask other people too. I'll, I'll talk to coaches uh, outside of my coaches. And uh, I have a great staff here. I've got um, three assistants that live on campus. And then I have Corey Alexander, who played for me, graduated yeah. in 91. Corey does ESPN TV games, and uh, <clears throat> he's involved with USA basketball. He's an alum, wants to give back to the school, and he's a volunteer assistant. He's here. Probably he's here September, October, and November until his TV starts almost every day in practice. Wow. Uh, I just like him being around the players because he played here and he played in college and he played professionally. So yeah. you know, it's good for him to see a guy that's, that's done that and, and been, you know, and was a student at Oak Hill and uh, he's great around the guys too. So, and Dion Dacons, he played at Temple. He's one of my sisters. He lives in the dorm with the players. Um, you know, I like having former players on my staff, and yeah. um, you know they know Oak Hill, and they plus they've been really good players down the road. So um, that helps. You know, I just, I've got a great staff, and I, if they if they say, Coach, I don't know about that, I'll, I'll be glad to sit down and talk to them. I'm not a guy that's more headed and think I know everything, and I'll be 64 in 
couple of weeks and I'm yeah. still, I still go to clinics. I still try to be the best coach I can possibly be. And so I'm open-minded and, uh, you know, if I, you know, I want to be criticized. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm doing something wrong or I make a mistake, I want to be told about it. Right. No, that's accountability and that's self-accountability that, uh, that I think a lot of guys need to adopt. And if they haven't already adopt that kind of mindset yeah. of constantly growing and learning, uh, no matter how long you've done something, that doesn't mean you're great at right. it. Right. And it doesn't mean you're right. always going to be great at it. So kind of uh, here again, keep yourself. There's ways, there's, there's, you know, there's different ways to do, to do things. There's, you know, there's not just one way. And uh, I know that. I mean, some coaches think oh, my way is the only way, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not like that at all. I don't, you know, it's not, I like to learn. And so the day I stop coaching, I'm going to continue to learn. Fantastic coach. Strong words right there. Um, what have you learned about yourself, Coach, throughout your career? Because uh, working with young people can teach you a lot. Uh, here again, being in, a, in an environment that you've kind of helped foster and create throughout the years, yeah. what, what has that taught you? Uh, once again, I'm not sure if I can pinpoint one thing, but uh, you learn a lot, obviously. You know, coaching, being around young people and uh, – handling, you know, the problems or the day-to-day things that occur, um, you know, you'll see what you're made out of. You'll see yeah. what kind of character you have, and uh, you'll see your flaws some days, and other days you'll see your good your good points, and uh, hopefully you grow each day. And, uh, you know, I think you got to be – I've learned that you got to adapt and adjust, you know, every day. Uh, to what goes on you got to adapt and adjust to the times and I've changed like I say a little bit through the years um, and you're going to change your coaching philosophy and your style sometimes uh, some coaches never do I mean they coach style and uh, you know I learned from day one in coaching especially at Oak Hill because my team's a little different every year um, it might be a quick team it might be a big team it might be you know a team that's maybe a, a better shooting team than you before. I, I try to adjust each year, especially offensively and play the way that I think will fit that team. And yeah. I don't just run the same stuff every year. And I, um, I try to adjust and adapt to the team that I have and coach that way. And I mean, that's coaching. It's not, Oh, here's, here's how we're going to play. Now, some coaches will coach a certain style, and they've always coached that style. And that whether it's a a fast paced game where you want to score 120 points and shoot 43s or whatever, that's fine. I know coaches have done that or are doing that now. They didn't used to do it, but they do it now. Um, but you know, you learn different things yeah. as you coach. As long as I've coached, and uh, you try to adapt and adjust and be the best coach you can be, and you know, I'm the best person too. You know, you ask, you know, what I've learned about myself. I just, I just think I've learned I got to be that kind of coach and that kind of person. Where I, you know, you, you've got to, I hate to say move with the times, but you, you know, you don't want to get lost, yeah. lost in the old times or lost in 30 years ago. And yeah. I have changed definitely the way I coach. Uh, I don't know that I've changed that much with how I deal with players because you have a personality and you, you know, I don't, I don't change my personality. Obviously, it is what it is, and yeah. uh, how you handle the players and so forth is, to me, the most important thing anyway, and how you can be the greatest X and O guy in the world. 
you can be the greatest practice coach in the world, but uh, if your players don't know you love them and care for them, then it's, you're not going to get the most out of them. So yeah. those things are important to me. Yeah, getting the optimum out of every player, I think, is every coach's goal. Uh, bringing out something that they did see in themselves prior to to being on your uh, on your roster, I think that's something right. we can all hope uh, to obtain, help to help them obtain is that confidence and understanding their value, what they bring to the team and the court, and hopefully off the court as well. So, coach, you talked about your personality. You know, I think everybody can agree that we see you as a very intense guy. Uh, driven yeah. individual, and and so I I think you know learning those things about yourself, you know, really helps you to to help kids. And I say kids because they're very they're young men, but uh, it helps you to help young men kind of have a template of maybe how they should approach the game. So I think that's I I appreciate it, and I think your your players appreciate that because they do they need here again like you had a great father you had a great father, and you can probably play that role for some of your players. Uh, but, you know, here again, without the intensity and the drive, uh, you're just an authority figure maybe that knows best and right, loves right, them. Yeah. But to, to model that is uh, is really something great, Coach. So I, here again, talking about what you've learned and how you've grown throughout your time there is, is really important and key. Uh, so, Coach, you know, thinking about what you've sacrificed – through your time there, and I and I and I feel like you've you've gained so much from being there. That I'm not sure what you feel like you've sacrificed, but maybe your family has sacrificed things at times. Uh, you know, your wife Lisa and, and all that. Yeah. You know, so how important is that support system for you throughout your career? Yes, it's very very important. Um, you know, my family and my coaches that have always been loyal to me, uh, staff that I've worked with, no, you know, no coach is going to be successful by himself. And yeah. uh, you always talk about the players, it's, it's the players, but it's also, you know, you're the leader of the team, you're the leader of the program and the support you have is really important. You know, yeah. it'd be tough. It'd be tough for me to come home and I didn't have support. It'd be tough for me to go to work, but I didn't have support there. I mean, you got to, but my staff, my coaches have always been so loyal to me, my family, my wife, uh, anybody that's behind me. Uh, it's always helped me, and, and uh, I've never had to do it alone. You know, it's always, I've always knew that you sometimes feel like you don't want to let people down. Um, and that's tough at Oak Hill because every year you explode. It's, it's unrealistic to win every game every year, but that's kind of the goal, and that's kind of what people. <laughs> yeah. You lose a game, you're like, "Coach, what happened?" You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, what yeah. about those twenty games we ran one in a row? <laughs> so, yeah, you, you hear yeah. that sometimes, but yeah. uh, the support that you get uh, obviously is important, and yeah. uh, you know, it, it's my backbone and it keeps me going. And uh, I mean, my family's so proud of their dad. And I'm, I've got uh, a son and a daughter; they're in their thirties now. But uh, I know the players that have played here. They support me, and uh, you can't imagine the phone calls I get when we lose a big game from my former player, yeah. coach. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's funny. So, um, but the support I've always had is, has helped me, and obviously that's part of our success. Fantastic, Coach. So the last question I'll ask you is the same I ask every guest that we have because I believe it, it 
you know, you're, you've built a great legacy already coach. And, uh, you know, you're known for what you've done, but I would like you to kind of break down for me what you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done for who you were as well as in your identity as a, as a man, as a father, and maybe even as your, as a son to your father, uh, in, in all that, not just basketball, what would you want your legacy to be when your career is all said and done coach? Yeah, I think, uh, that's, that's tough, but, uh, I think for me personally, I want to be known as a coach that did it the right way, uh, treated his players the right way. Yeah. Make sure, you know, won games, uh, but that's not the most important thing. I think, um, I want, I want people to know that Coach Smith had integrity, tried to always do things the right way, respected the game, and loved his players and cared about his players. Uh, that's probably the most important thing to me. Uh, I've mentioned the relationship with the players a couple of times with you, and that's the most important thing to me about all this coaching that I've done for 35 years is the relationships that I've got with the guys. It's got to continue to have with them. It's not just when they're here. Um, you know, I still I go to my players' weddings and uh, not toot my horn. I go to players' weddings because I'm close to them. Yeah. They invite me to come and yeah. you know, and we talk about their sons and daughters when they have them, and uh, we talk about life, not just basketball. Uh, but basketball is what got us together. So that's that's the great thing about coaching. You know, it, that's that's what's helped cultivate all start these relationships, but yeah. just basically want to be known as a guy that did it the right way and respected the game and respected the people that I dealt with through the years. And yeah. hopefully they respected me in the end. Coach, I thank you so much for your time, uh, for making the time. Uh, I know you've got, you've got to get to practice and, and, and you've got tons of things to do. I'm sure. But I really do, I really do appreciate it uh, because this is an interview I've been wanting to have for a while. We've been on communication via text for a couple of years now, just you know, p- pleasantries, Happy Father's Day, all that stuff, and yeah. and, and just to have the time now to actually sit, you know sit down and, and do this, uh, I was just very excited and very honored. So here again, Coach, thank you for your time. Sure, well, I'm honored that you. Uh, thought enough for me to have me on your show so best of luck to you thank you coach thank you for listening to the creative coaching podcast you can find us at itunes spotify google Podcasts, stitcher anchor and you can even follow us on twitter at creative coach 47 Thank you.